The Golden Joystick Awards went down this past Friday night with one big winner nearly sweeping the night. Will this be a predictor for the Game Awards coming up in December? And it's finally happened. Rockstar announced a new Grand Theft Auto. It's not far off and we can, we can expect a trailer real soon. We're gonna talk about all this and so much more right now on Gaming News Weekly. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gaming News Weekly, the best weekly video game news show out there. Every single Monday, we're bringing you all the biggest things that happen in the video game industry. We're, we're on Fruit Lab, YouTube, podcast services everywhere. My name is Erock the Red, joined every week by this fancy gentleman right here. Full clip. What's the haps, my dude? Oh, thank you. I take pride in my uh, fanciness. The gray You're shirt, fancy the, boy. the unkempt beard. All yeah, that. yeah, you should see him from the waist down, folks. Uh, oh, yeah, not right now. There's no fully nude. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. As I was telling you before the show, I'm like on edge. I'm hyped up and over caffeinated. It's a problem. Nice. I hope we're gonna oh, get through no. this all right. Yeah, I'm, this is the one where you're just gonna take you're gonna take <laughs> the reins and just let's just see what happens. Let's oh, see God, what no. an over caffeinated full clip looks like. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, how you been? You been all right? You know, doing all right. And and I don't know what it is. I've just been in this little funk where I haven't been playing a lot of games. So second week in a row, I've just not really touched anything new. I maybe played two hours of Car Mechanic Simulator this week, and that's it. And and maybe it's because I've got these games piling up that I'm supposed to review. I'm sitting on three of them. Just, just need to find an evening where I've got the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough when when you don't have when you lack the motivation and then it becomes like some like you have to do. It's hard. Um, what have you been doing instead? Just like uh, staying busy, nothing? you know. I uh, broke out the sewing machine this past week and made some uh, oh, made some pants. pot hand pot handle covers like for cast iron mm -hmm. pans and stuff like that. Nice out nice. of fabric and and this insole bright material. Yeah, I know. Like you're always doing something. You yeah. you have like 47 hobbies, and you're always you know busy doing one. Hey, I made so some I... Super Mario ones uh, out of like Super Mario patterned cloth from Walmart. So oh, sweet. it is gaming related, at least. There you go. We'll take it. Um, what have I been doing? I have not been sewing. I've been playing a lot of one particular game. Um, it's a game called Hard Space Shipbreaker. You ever hear of this game? I think from you last week. Okay, um, so I'm like super addicted to it, and I just that's the only thing I've been playing. Um, and yeah, I'm just uh, I'm obsessed. It's like uh, you just break down, you work in like this space salvage yard, so you're floating through space and you have to like disassemble these ships to try to, um, you know, to, uh, you, you take them. Part, one thing goes in the furnace, another thing goes in a processor, another thing they're saving. So you have to like make sure that you're, you're saving all the bits that you need and you get paid for each thing. So you got to like take good care into taking out like some of the more expensive things like the computers and stuff like that. Because um, you can't just toss it all in like the furnace. So um, it is, I'm like really getting the hang of the controls because you're just floating. I mean, you could go in any direction. It's like, you know, uh, you could spin, you could turn, like you're just floating uh free and um yeah at first i was like i'm all over the place but now i'm finally getting like i could work comfortably in zero g's and just uh you know cut apart ships and, and toss them in there it's like it's so it's cathartic it's got a great story 
about like you know working for this corporate like you start in indebted to the corporation with like by like um two billion dollars almost and then you have to like work to pay your debt um it's it's pretty crazy and then like you constantly die but they just clone a new one of you like every time and that costs you money too like so like okay you have to pay for your clone of course um and then it's got like this uh this underlying like where you could talk to other people that are working there and they're all like anti-corporation pro-union and stuff like that and it's it's a great uh it's a great game i highly recommend it and it's playing fantastic i'm playing it on the steam deck and it's it's playing great on there so kind of sounds like a simulator game yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, it reminds me a lot of, like, the games I always talk about, like House Flipper um, and stuff like that, where, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just simple. You're just sitting out there. You're just going at your own pace. And so you do have to, like, make sure you have enough oxygen and um, fuel for your thrusters and stuff like that. So you go back and buy those. Um, but, yeah, it's the 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 gameplay hook of it where it just keeps me going. Like, I'm just going nonstop. You get another, you finish one ship. You get another ship that has like more hazardous parts. Like there's fuel tanks and stuff like that. You got to try to get out. And, um, yeah, it's great. I, I highly recommend it. Um, is that a purchase or a humble bundle sort of thing? That was in the the latest uh, humble choice. Nice. So um, I was like, yeah, I'll try it, dude. I have so many of those games, like those humble bundles and humble choice, where like I have just tons of like codes that I haven't even like redeemed or anything. They're just sitting there, and I don't know what it was about this one that made me um go check it out i think it was just kind of like you know i'm into this this style of like you know it's kind of a cozy game but you're in space so it's a little less cozy but um yeah dude it's uh it's a blast i'm gonna just i'm gonna start giving away like keys on this show or something i have so many that are like unclaimed that i don't know i'm never gonna find time to play them so maybe we'll figure something out to do a giveaway or something yeah just um, flash it on the screen real quick Exactly. Yeah, real fast. Let me tell you one other thing that I've been up to, and it was great. I went on another podcast, a game, uh, a show called Smashing Game Time. Um, they are they also they talk about video games. They do news similar to us and stuff like that. They're out on Mondays. Uh, any you can check them out on, on YouTube, podcast services everywhere. But it was a blast, dude. It was like it was nice. I wasn't I didn't have to lead the conversation at all. You know, it was like I just sat back, got drunk, and then like talked about video games and stuff oh, like nice. that. Um, yeah, and it was kind of like, you know, they talk about a, a lot of the same stuff that we were going to talk about here. So it was like, you know, I get to get to see what's the, what the take is, the consensus. Um, but yeah, go check it out there. They, um, they do a weekly show. Uh, they're on TikTok, Instagram, Smashing Game Time. This was episode 99. Um, you could listen to me talk about... Um, I was infuriated by uh, this. We're not going to talk about it this week. But have you seen this like... Uh, this family suing all like the biggest names in gaming because their kid is addicted to video games. Yeah. They talk about that. You could see me get infuriated and like curse (laughs) out the the family on there. So, right. You know, in other words, bad parenting from the sound Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Letting their kids spend, I think they said like $350 a month on video games. He's 13. He doesn't have a job. Um, and he sits in front of the, he's homeschooled and sits in front of the, the video games for 13 hours a day. Right. Now smashing game time. Are they British? They are not. They just like to smash shit. I think, I don't know. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, go check them out. It was a blast. Uh, highly recommend checking out their show. Um, but you know, if you're looking for news, you come here first and then go there second. That's the order of things. All right. Should we get into the things? Let's get into it. All right. These are our new releases from last week. 
All right, first up, the big one, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 came out November 7th on everything. It's it's everywhere. Um, it's got 25 characters you can play, new fighters, new animations, new supers. Uh, there's like a campaign mode that really intrigues me. It's like a roguelike where you got to go through and, uh, you know, uh, you, you get – you can earn things and then go back and buy power-ups to get further in the game. Uh, I heard it's a bit of um, – it's a bit of a slog to get through it, but, you know, that's roguelikes. You know, once you start getting super powered up, then you get through. But you unlock more characters that way and, and mini games and all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, I, the one thing I, I did hear about, like, every review, consensus across the board, this is a good game. And no more, no less, you know? And that's fine with these with these um, style of games, these Smash kind of clones. You know, as long as uh, you're happy playing it, you're having fun, you got characters you like. What you know? What more could you ask for? Yeah, you even got Grandma from Hey Arnold in there. Exactly, exactly. I did hear so that um, it's at a seventy-five on Metacritic right now, but that is only like the PC score. I heard and it runs like crap on the nintendo switch so switch fans players do some research before jumping in there starting to see a bit of a pattern here yeah might be time for a new um you know a nintendo switch too i don't know yeah. but um yeah what do you think i know you're a fan of the uh you know nick characters you're always you won't shut up about ren and stimby <laughs> right i i like it i think it would be cool if i caught it on sale to try this out but i'm yeah. I'm waiting for more like metaverses to come back. I think it's supposed to have a full release next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, this one it's it's um, it's average. <laughs> uh, next up, like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, came out on uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, and S. This is one of the the Yakuza series now, like a dragon series. Uh, you, this guy he fakes his death. He is is forced. To go into hiding, but then someone comes looking at him, and he's got to come out of hiding to protect the people that he loves. Um, it looks pretty cool. There's like you know your usual weird um, mini games in there. You got yeah. karaoke. Uh, this one is the thing that I like about this one. It's got like two fighting styles. There's the yakuza style, which is like strength and like power, and then there's this agent style where you it's all speed based, and you have like these gadgets to like. Um, you know, do really cool fighting things. Um, it looks good. And I, um, this one, it's right in that that number. Like, I think it's like a 15 to 20 hour game where it's like actually doable to, to play it from start to finish, you know? Yeah. It's not yeah, that many of those that come out anymore. That game style is, is pretty intriguing because some games are like all serious, all action all the time. I beat them up slosh from beginning to end. But it's nice to have those... Uh, brief moments in between where you just get to completely take the game non-seriously, do exactly. something fun. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That it definitely uh, changes things up. And that the next one, what we we talked about, it, it's got like that Animal Crossing Island or whatever. That one that's coming out in the future. But yeah. they always do fun stuff in these like a dragon uh, yakuza games. Uh, and then lastly, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three came out November tenth on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One X. And S, we've talked about it a lot, um, but we'll just get it. It's got your your multiplayer map, 16 uh, multiplayer maps from the previous title that are remastered. 
Um, they're all Modern Warfare 2 maps. And then it's got um, the campaign, We, you know, three-hour campaign that's not yeah. great. Um, one thing that sounds cool is this aftermarket parts thing where you could unlock them as you as you do things within the game and it kind of changes the weapon and, and how it works. So that's something new, changing things up. But it also has the, the zombies mode, which everybody likes the zombies mode, you know? Were you ever a fan of the zombies? You were always just multiplayer guy. Well, back in the day, Black Ops 1 and 2, those zombies were that awesome. Was, that was it. That was the best of the zombies the, yeah. right there. So, yeah. Um, this one, oh, so where do we start here? Did we talk about the reviews that it's getting? Are you are you going to buy this one? No. But you did play the beta? I did. And okay. I enjoyed I, parts of the multiplayer beta. I, I, I liked going back to those maps. Um, but I need to, you know, I need to vote with my wallet and say it is not acceptable to release something like this in this state as a $70 game. Yeah. And I missed the beta. I don't plan to buy the game. Um, I'm thinking, you know, they said no Call of Duty, no Activision games or whatever on Game Pass this year, but I'm wondering how quickly that's going to change in February or March. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, This would be perfect for that. You know, we'll see. I'm very interested to see the sales of this one. The sales are always bonkers, no matter what. You know, record setter. Yeah. They could release, like, you know, the biggest pile of shit, and people are still going to buy it. And that seems to be what they're doing here. Um, so right now, well, first of all, I saw they already had to, like, remove some of the maps because the the spawn, um, there were spawning issues with it. So um, that was an issue up front. And then I, there was an article um, on Forbes that I, I read today that was very interesting. So first of all, it talks about how this was made in 16 months this game they thought it was they were just making a add-on um and then they're like okay we gotta i'm sure it was probably like bobby Kodak. it's like listen we need a full 70 dollar game let's do it so they had to then create this you know the rest of it um and right now it's at a 50 54 on metacritic overall and um I thought it was very, so it's the by far the lowest rated of the Call of Duty games ever. Um, like Modern Warfare 2 had like a 70, uh, so and that was the lowest, the, the previous one. Um, and I thought this was a crazy stat. So um, out of 199 PlayStation 5 games reviewed this year, um, this one is the 195th best game. It's only... Um, the only ones underneath it are Quantum Error, Gollum, and um, the King Kong, King Kong game or whatever. Um, and then, so like, and then like Redfall and Forspoken, which we all love to shit on, are ranked above them in, in the Metacritic scores. But, like you said, so many people are still going to buy this game. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. And it do truly deserve it deserves to be down there or is this the result of review bombing and things like that so this is based on critic scores right it's at a 1.4 out of 10 user score we're not even going to talk uh, about gotcha. that so this is only critics um i know you know there's a lot of people that are saying like you know f them we're not going to get it they're going to get it 
So yeah. many people, you know, like if if this game went on sale tomorrow and it was thirty bucks, shit, I might get I'd it. You know, get it too. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I had fun in the multiplayer, but like the fact that like why not? You know, a 260 gigabyte file that you need for this. You have to like download the hub. Like there's so many strikes against this game in my book. You know, you have to like people that don't even own this game are forced to like update their thing so that like they can use the Call of Duty hub. Why not have the hub and just give us some like new maps every month or so, you know, make it like a uh, more of a uh, I know this is, you know taboo no one wants to hear more of a games of service live service type game instead of releasing a 70 dollar game every year but they know people are gonna buy it so they're gonna keep doing it yeah we'll see i'm, I'm very interested to see what what the sales are like um it's gonna be fun we're gonna have an entire episode just talking about that all right that's it for our new releases it's time to get into our news of the week Full clip, it's finally happening. Rockstar announced we're getting a trailer very soon for Grand Theft Auto 6. Presumably, presumably Grand Theft Auto 6. They didn't yeah. release an, a title, but you know, why stray from, from the format that's been going so far? Yeah. Um, so they released a statement. I'm gonna read it real fast. Next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we have had the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. Without you, none of this would be possible. We are so grateful to you all for sharing this journey with us. In 1998, Rockstar Games was founded on the idea that video games could come to be as essential to culture as any other form of entertainment. And we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. Uh, we look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you. So, what do you think? I really don't know what to think until we see that trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, first thing, Game Awards, right? It's got to be gotta be game it awards. would make a lot of sense game awards yeah. is on the 7th i think yeah something like that <laughs> it's the, like the first week in december um so yeah that makes absolute sense um now what do you think so this is this is something we actually we talked about at length on that on that podcast and one of the concerns that i have is expectations now we've gone so far with Grand Theft Auto V and GTA Online, and it's built this giant thing. Like, what are the expectations going to be for GTA Six? Yeah, know? I, I suppose everybody thinks it's going to be more of the same, but but better somehow. I mean, yeah. By the time it's not just GTA V that came out ten years ago, it's also the enhanced edition that everybody plays today, which is much better than that original version. So, you know, we've had iterative changes the entire way, especially if you're like a GTA online player. So I'm really not sure when this next game drops, you're not going to have the flying bikes and rocket cars that a lot of kids today who play this game are accustomed sure. to. Yeah, exactly. So That's I'm not a good sure. point. Yeah. I'm really not sure what that initial take is going to be on this game. But I think a lot of people, I mean, if they do it like they did GTA 5, where you're sort of forced to play story mode for a little while and then online drops... People might be a little bit happier with the story mode, but I just don't know what what the general consensus is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Even then, like I think it's got to have. It can't just be more 
Grand Theft Auto. I think it it does have to do something to stand out from the rest, you know? And also, like, are we still comfortable with the thematic uh, ideas that the Grand Theft Auto games right. have put out? You know, as a society, um, a lot of that has changed, like murdering prostitutes and, you know, and stuff like that. So Yeah. And there's there's been some talk specifically about that kind of stuff, even for GTA Five with the Hauser brothers. And I feel like they pulled back quite a bit on Red Dead Redemption 2 even. So, yeah, there's going to be a balance in there. And, you know, I think with the way today's culture is, there's going to be 55 YouTube channels that crawl out of the woodworks to make videos about how much they hate every little change that's been made or every little punch that's been pulled. But I don't know. I do hope that it has that feeling of Grand Theft Auto where it is like a little bit on the it, it's pushing that boundary. It's gotta it's pushing be. It that has edge. to be. Yes. But there's, you know, there's always a big difference between when you're like punching down and things like that. And when you're attacking, uh, let's say people for things they can't change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between doing that and just having like a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's very well said. It's gotta, it's gotta be fun. It's gotta push the boundaries. It's, it needs to be, it needs to push the boundaries even, um, graphically or, um, with like, I know they were talking recently about how AI has been helping them to create like, um, NPCs and stuff like that. And, and they expect like the future of AI to like say, um, you could go talk to an NPC and it's going to say something different every time based on like, you know, just his algorithm. And I was like, that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited that they're, they know that they need to make it big, you know, do something that's going to um, make it stand out, especially after, you know, uh, waiting this long. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see what the, the gameplay is going to be like, what the story is, uh, what it's going to look like. So hopefully at the game awards, we will, um, get that um game awards the nominations start um i think like the day this comes out the you'll be able to see the nominations for the game awards so we'll be talking about that next week i'm sure yeah high hopes for this one yeah yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great right let's hope great let's hope uh all right next up speaking of game awards the golden joystick awards took place uh, a few days ago uh let's run through the winners um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go right down the list, and then we can chat about it after. Uh, best storytelling, Baldur's Gate three, still playing award, No Man's Sky. Best visual design, Baldur's Gate three. Studio of the year, Larian Studios. Best game expansion, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. Best indie game, Sea of Stars. Best VR game, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Best multiplayer game, Mortal Kombat one. Best audio, Final Fantasy sixteen. Best game trailer, Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. Uh, Best streaming game, Valorant. Best game community, Baldur's Gate 3. Best gaming hardware, PSVR 2. Breakthrough Award, Cocoon. Uh, Critics' Choice Award, Alan Wake 2. Best lead performer, Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16. Best supporting performer, Neil Newborn for uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Nintendo's Game of the Year, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. PC Game of the Year, Baldur's Gate 3. Xbox Game of the Year, Starfield. PlayStation Game of the Year, Resident Evil 4. The most wanted game, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and uh, the Ugati Baldur's Gate Three. I'm assuming that's the ultimate game of the year. I don't know what the U yeah. stands for. Um, what are your thoughts? Well deserved on on Baldur's Gate and Larian Studios, right? Yeah, we talked about it. This was our front runner. Um, I expected to do well throughout everything. It changed the way people play games. It changed what we expect 
from studios, um, it, it's a literal game changer. So yeah. um, I'm very uh, happy to see it uh, proving itself and, and everybody taking it seriously. Some surprising ones, though. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 for multiplayer game. Which right. was a surprise. Um, and then best, the PlayStation game of the year was Resident Evil 4, which is not even like a PlayStation exclusive. Which I don't know. How, I don't know how that works. And that so. over Spider Man too. Maybe this is just there wasn't enough time. Yeah, yeah, it's very very strange. But uh, and then even Xbox Game of the Year Starfield, which I mean, you know, they had there was a, a limited amount there too. But you know, I could have. No, Starfield's a good game. It's a fine game. All I hear is good but not great on Starfield. Mm-hmm. And you'd think you know your Game of the Year is going to be in great pe- category. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, um, it's just a taste. We're getting into award season. Like I said, we'll be talking more about the, um, you know, the, the game awards next week with their nominations. All right. In a PlayStation earnings call, uh, Sony's CFO Hiroki Totoki stated that of its 12 live service games that they had planned, that, that we knew were on the horizon, uh, we'll only release six of them by the fiscal by the end of fiscal year 2025. So that's March of 2026. So it's interesting that um, they're taking this direction. I'm not sure, um, you know, what this means for sony going forward for games as a service going forward but um you know they were all in they they bought bungie to lead the games the live service games division um and we talked about bungie last week doing some layoffs destiny 2 not doing as well as they hoped um and now yeah of these 12 games which only i think a few of them we know of last of us multiplayer um there was that one where it's like uh where you have to go it's like a we have to go rob people. I don't remember. Marathon. Um, oh, yeah. Hyenas, maybe. Yeah, I don't... It wasn't Hyenas. It was like Hyenas, but I, it was a different game. Firepoint? I don't remember what it was called. But anyways, so I don't know what this means going forward. Real quick, um, Hiroki said, uh, we are reviewing this. We are trying as much as possible to ensure these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time. Uh, of the 12 titles, six titles will be released by uh, year 2025, uh, and that's our current plans. As for the remaining six titles, we are still working on that. He said, that's the total number of live service and multiplayer titles and mid to long term. Uh, we want to push this kind of service, and that's the unchanged policy of the company. It's not like we stick to certain titles, but game quality should be the most important thing. Okay, so yeah, they're saying that if they the game quality needs to be there before they're putting out a game, which makes sense, you know? Um, but they, you know, they've invested billions of dollars into the live service games, games of service with with a a hope for a return of investment. But we all know that as we watch these, these live service games dwindling, you know, coming out and then getting shut down less than a year later, you know, the gameplay needs to be good. And in a market where there's already a ton, I think this is a great idea. You don't want to put 12 games out that people feel like they need to play all the time. You right. know, space yeah. them joints out, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this is a plan that was doomed to fail from the beginning because a live <laughs> service game means 
you're trying to take as much time and money from those players that you can. And we only have so many players, so much time, so much money. And they're not only competing with all the other games with live service elements like Call of Duty, Diablo 4, everybody else. They're competing with themselves. So what do they expect to happen? There's yeah. only so much time and money we can give them. Yeah, and I think part of the problem that we're seeing with these live service games failing is that there are so many games coming out. That's my problem. I'll play a game, have a blast with it, but then something else comes out and I'll, you know, a month from now I'll be like, oh shit, remember that game that we had fun with? Like, let, you know, maybe we should go back to that sometime. But it's like always something else coming out that's new, that's fresh, that you want to try. And yeah, it's tough. And you're going to have to work 40 hours a week at it if you want to have all the rewards for exactly. its tiers and stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, look at the most successful game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3, because it doesn't have any of that stuff. Yeah. Because yep. you can just play it on your own time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, so many games want to be... We're seeing a huge resurgence in Fortnite now with them going back to the OG Fortnite. Um, and so many games really just want to be Fortnite. And... There's already a Fortnite out there that people are invest. I remember when I first got into Fortnite, it was this year, it was earlier this year, and I played it like same way. I got to finish the battle pass. I have to play it every day, do the daily challenges, and do this. And that was all I played because that was it, you know? I'm doing the daily challenges. I'm doing the grind. I want to get these collectibles, and that was it. That's all I played for, for months. But, you know, it's, it's there. There's already games that, that are taking people's attention. I guess I, you can't fault them for trying because Fortnite is only the way that it is because PUBG had a lot of popularity. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, even after Fortnite, there are other successful ones like uh, Warzone. Yeah. No, there definitely are. But that's the thing. you got to cut it. you got to cut enough of a chunk out of the people playing those games to get them to all, you know, you got to take a chunk from Warzone and Apex and fortnite and you know any of these multiplayer games to try to get to come to play your game and it's got to be awesome it's got to be innovative and it's got to be fun and at a certain point i think you're going to have fatigue in any genre and Mm -hmm. you know we're probably going to come upon that for uh roguelite roguelikes rogues games you know your your elden rings and stuff because now there's like 50 elden ring clones oh yeah after the success of that yeah no absolutely the it it happens with every with every genre you're absolutely right you know so um yeah we'll see only time will tell i guess but i'm excited to see what they do put out and if the let's say the first six that they put out like our stinkers or our failures or aren't creating enough buzz like what do they do with those other six that are you know being they, they've invested so much time and money into yeah. do they continue on this trajectory do they change it up I don't know. It's going to be uh, interesting, though. All right, there was another earnings call which is with a different tone. So uh, Warner Brothers uh, had an earnings call with CEO David Zaslav. And, uh, you know, I question a lot of this, the decisions that he makes about uh, everything concerning Warner Brothers. And I now question this one. So his idea is to, you know, focus more on live uh, service games and invest more time and money into them. Um, so it's interesting when we hear about, I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't know which, where, which way this is going to go. It's hard to say because I mean, specifically Warner brothers, they mentioned Harry Potter and we right. had Hogwarts legacy come out earlier this year. 
And it was, you know, even despite all of the controversy, it was still considered a big success. It was like huge in the UK, maybe their number one game for a long time running. Yeah. Something like that, if that would have been designed to be a live service game, it would probably be thriving right now still. So yeah. you can still have, I mean, if you've got a property behind it that people are willing to kind of sink their teeth into. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Because I was even going to say the other thing or the opposite and say that like they created Harry Potter uh, the game and it was huge and it made it sold all these sales and like as a single player story game it was very popular but you you might be right that like if they if they pivoted and made it a games of service like would it still be going like we always have to talk about the um the suicide squad when that was revealed just the menus and people lost their shit because it looks like it's going to be another you know games as a service style game Instead of something like, um, you know, the Batman Arkham series or something like that, you know, a single player uh, game. So, yeah, it's I'm I'm interested to see what they interested to see what they do. Real quick, I'll read a quote um, from David Zaslav. He says, "Our focus is on transforming our biggest franchises from largely console and PC based with three four year release schedules to include more always on gameplay through live service multi-platform and free-to-play extensions with the goal to have more players spending more time on more platforms ultimately we want to drive engagement and monetization of longer cycles and at higher levels we are currently under scale and see significant opportunity to generate greater post-purchase revenue so i mean a lot of this points to like you know look at um mortal kombat 1 sold a ton of games and now they're selling a lot of you know they're selling the fatalities now you could buy a fatality for ten dollars yeah. and stuff like that which is crazy but people are buying them so um they're they're seeing that they're tasting that sweet sweet fatality money and they're like listen we could do this with all our games we got game of thrones uh batman you know all this shit and like let's just let's turn everything into money this is going to be interesting so when multiverses does come back which is a wb property what will that look like you know i'm sure it's going to be heavily monetized it was it was a free-to-play yeah. game right or was it did you have to pay for it it was free to play but you only could unlock like so many heroes, I guess you call them characters. Yeah. And then if you if you wanted to unlock them all, you were gonna have to start probably dipping into your cash. Right. Yeah. So um it's interesting to see like who's who's leaning into the the you know, games as a service, live service games, who's kind of trying to back off from that. So um I don't know if this is a good thing for gaming. Probably not. Adding monetization into these games and, and but if it's a game that you want to keep playing for a whole year, it's a great thing, right? We just got to find that game. Yeah. I mean, there's also sort of the golden age of gaming to me. We have a great campaign and a great multiplayer, and that was Call of Duty for the longest time, and why people are so pissed off right now that there's a three-hour uh, campaign and multiplayer has been taking a backseat to Warzone for years. We've got neither with that particular game. Mm -hmm. But if you had both, if you had your Suicide Squad as originally intended – uh, single player, a great single player campaign. Then you had an awesome multiplayer on top of it. Nobody would complain. Everybody would want to play it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we'll keep we'll keep you posted on you know all the the new games coming out. Which games live service? Which games aren't? And if they're uh, worth checking out. All right. Let's talk about Nintendo and Sony. They're teaming up 
It's, we thought it would never happen, and it's happening. Um, but they're teaming up to make a uh, a live action Legend of Zelda film. So it's Nintendo and Sony Pictures teaming up, working with um, renowned video game designer Shigeru Miyamoto and Avi Arad of the Spider Man trilogy. They're producing this movie with uh, Wes Ball, the director of The Maze Runner, uh, directing it. What are your thoughts on this? Are you excited to, for a Zelda movie? I'm not the biggest Zelda fan in the world. I mean, I had a couple games that I spent a lot of time in back mm-hmm. in the day on like N64. But, you know, I, I see a lot of a lot of hate, a lot of negativity about this because it's live action specifically. What are your thoughts on that? I don't I mean, there's always hate on everything new in the video game industry. I think like you look at um well, I mean, first of all, let's look at the success of, of Super Mario Brothers, all the hate that that game had or movie had, and then and how successful it was at the box office and, um, you know, critically and, and, and with the public. I think there's always going to be, you, you know, you mess with someone's favorite property and there's going to be, you know, it's even the casting. Like, I would hate to be an actor casting one of these because, you know, they're going to get death threats from crazy video game fans um you know so it's it'll be interesting to see how it goes i'm i'm excited for it like i'm not a huge zelda fan but i'm excited like do you they could go so many ways do you go with the the origin of you know link and zelda do you do like a a popular property like breath of the wild uh in movie form and expect like you know and then and then the casting part of it who do you cast you know um i'm thinking Vin Diesel as a link. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who should play Princess uh, Zelda? Melissa McCarthy. She's in everything else. That's it. Cast it, baby. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I mean, it could go either way because we usually, we've been talking about this more with adaptations of anime into um, into live action. Everybody shit completely on Cowboy Bebop. And mm-hmm. I never knew why. Then they praise One Piece, but I think those two are on an equal playing field. So it's hard to tell what people are going to think about these things until they come out. But, you know, I, I would rather sit here and have faith that Nintendo will put the money and the effort and everything they need into the talent. Make sure that this looks good, sounds good, has good actors that are going to get do this justice. I think that's what everybody wants to see. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Good story, good acting. And because like, I don't doubt like the visuals and all that everything's going to look beautiful. You know, I'm sure they'll put together a great film, but um, yeah, the only thing like I can see that like they take them out of, you know, the world that they're in and like set it. Okay. We're going to set this in New York city. And it's, right. it's, you know, you get, you know, one of those halo adaptation ideas where yeah. people say, well, we didn't actually play the game. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. uh-huh, it shows. Yeah. We're going to have the rock and Vin Diesel pairing up. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, this is years away. They have no, you know, it's the, it's not written. There's no plot yet, no release date, anything like that. So uh, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to to bitch about this for for many many episodes going forward. All right, next up, Valve just announced a new Steam Deck model. Uh, so this is really exciting. This one's got a OLED screen, and it looks super cool. And I'm really jealous, but 
you know, I'm fine with my LCD Steam Deck. Uh, maybe somewhere down the line I'll pick it up. But this one, it's going to have, um, it's got the enhanced OLED dis display, better audio, uh, better battery life, and um, a bunch of like smaller quality of life improvements. So um, the battery life thing is the one that I'm really, I'm really jealous about. They're saying you get an estimated 30% to 50% improvement on battery life over the launch version. And that's where, you know, I'm struggling with mine. I'll have a, uh, you know, I'll be sitting there with it plugged in and it's, it's like a thousand degrees in my hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one, um, so it's going to come out in two, two models, the 512 gigabyte for 549 and a one terabyte model for 649. Um, and, Pre-order starts, uh, I think, like November sixteenth or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's some more deets. Uh, seven point four inch OLED screen. It's a slight increase from the seven inch LCD. Um, it's got the the bigger battery, and then it'll. They're saying it's going to charge faster, and um, it has a um, better Wi-Fi which is cool. It's got, it's supposed to be faster downloads faster. And then a, um, it's cooler to, to touch. Like instead of, you know, it's not going to burn. Oh, I've nice. seen people like post things on the internet where they've fallen asleep with their steam deck and like they, they have like these giant, like burns on their like body oh. parts. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Um, well, I've seen like some rubber grips that you can get for these. You ever yeah. use one of those? No, no, I'm a, uh, allergic purist to, to rubber grips. I'm a <laughs> no. purist. Yeah. Um, but so the they are lowering the um the price of the previous models. They're they're discontinuing the sixty four gigabyte and five twelve gigabyte LCD models, and those are three forty nine for the sixty four gigabyte and three ninety nine for the two hundred fifty six gig and four forty nine for the five twelve, which is an insane deal. That was re that was previously six hundred fifty bucks. So that's a two hundred dollar price drop ski. So yeah, I um and they do they're coming out with this dope like limited edition one, uh, where it's like got a translucent case. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering like what's the uh, second hand market like? Or I don't know if that's what it would be called for this. The accessory market like because mm -hmm. for controllers and things like that, you could always go on eBay and you could find a new shell and then get it home and and replace all your parts and put it in the new shell. Yeah. Have translucent. Yep, you can do that with these. There's a company J Jsaw Jsaw, whatever they make shells for them. And people do them like you know they got the purple like the 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 GameCube oh, like purple yeah. translucent joints and stuff like that. Nice. Um, I don't have like like you'd have no problem doing something like that. So, you know, taking it apart, putting stuff like putting it back together. Myself, I I don't have a lot of faith, so I'm just staying black. Uh, I even want to like put a um a new hard drive in mine. And I'm like real nervous. So that's coming up. I've been researching that. It's not that difficult, but I would like to pop a one terabyte in mine because um, I only have the 64 gigabyte uh, hard drive. But um, sure. Yeah. Shout out iFixit. You can find all your guides over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, so, yeah, I was a little bit jealous when I saw this come out. And even look, I even looked at like, it's like, you know, I can sell mine and use, but like, dude, there, everybody's doing that. Like, you yeah. know, you right now you could get a, a good price on a, on an older version Steam Deck because the eBay is flooded with them. So Oh man. And I'm I'm kinda worried about those special edition ones 
where they're only available in the U.S. and Canada. I wonder if that's just like a scalper's dream. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to come by. And it's only thirty dollars more than the regular one. It's like, but it's only for the one model. So I get six seventy nine for that. It's the one terabyte one. Um. All right. Moving on. Let's talk about a a, a live service game that's doing it right. They've been going since twenty seventeen. Dead by Daylight is bringing in another monster, bad guy, Chucky, uh, is coming, which is interesting because, and they talked about it in their press release, talking about how, um, you know, they, they've been trying to figure out how to make like a small person because you got to carry the, the, you know, the bodies and hang them up. So I'm very intrigued to see how Chucky's going to work out in this, uh, yeah, what the animations and stuff are going to look like. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very cool. It's the first killer to use a third-person camera, um, so that's a, a little bit of a change-up, too. But, uh, yeah, it's got some really cool powers and um, some great-looking skins and that sort of thing. Like, Chucky, Chucky's a great character. He's funny, um, adorable, murderous. It's a good one to Checks bring Checks all in. the boxes. All the yeah. green flags. So Dead by Daylight, uh, there's always a lot of hype when new stuff comes out for it. Was it on that Golden Joystick still playing awards list? Hmm, that's a good question. If it, if it was a nominee, I don't know. Um, like well, it should yeah, be. It should be because definitely they're, they're, still, <laughs> they're still putting stuff out for it. I know, you know, I'm still playing it. A lot of people are still playing it. Um, so, yeah, it looks... Um, the, the, I'll be playing it when Chucky does come out. Now I haven't been buying any of the. I'll buy maybe like the new ones when they go on sale or whatever. But I don't yeah. play it enough where I'm like I need Chucky or whatever. I always play the Survivor anyways. So I would like to, you know, play as a uh, Nick Cage or um, Chucky. But I, do, I don't. I don't have the money for this. <laughs> you know, this is why we need to set up like a Patreon or something. But you know, so people can. Oh, yeah you know, pay for me to buy Chucky. Um, but yeah, his, they were saying that his play style is going to be more stealth based because he's um, smaller. So he's going to be able to hide where normally people wouldn't be able to hide, like behind tiny things. And, you know, so uh, I'm excited to see what this gameplay um, looks like. So we'll see. All right. That is all I have for this week. Is there anything else uh, you want to talk about? Just a quick mention that the Game Awards nominees, they're going to have a live stream on Monday, so the day this goes up. Yes, yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about all those next week. Um, and, um, yeah, that sounds good. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Gaming News Weekly. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Pop Culture Playground. Uh, you can go check out Full Clip's channel. He's over at GameFAX, G-A-M-E-F-A-X. Uh, you can also find us on Fruit Lab. It's a great website where you can earn cryptocurrency by watching gameplay, posting clips of gameplay. Um, it's great. Check us out over there, E-Rock the Red and, and Full Clip over there. And then anywhere podcasts are found you can find gaming news weekly just type in gnw to your favorite podcast provider and you'll be listening to us talking sweet nothings in your ear uh and then don't forget our socials instagram tiktok you find daily new content being 
plopped out over there on those uh, fancy phone apps. What else? Anything? That's got to be everything. Booyah! All right. I'm off to play some Hard Space Shipbreaker. Yeah, go sew me a cool uh, hat that says Hard Space Shipbreaker on it. Will do. Yeah, and I also that I could hold uh, pans with. Like a, yeah, I can really only do pan handles. A dual so use. You have to be happy with that. Well, with my my head is kind of like a pan handle, but just yeah, it's bigger, larger. Yeah, just up the size. Yeah, I knew you could figure it out. All right, we'll see you guys next week with more gaming news weekly. <laughs>